What's up podcast? This is the very first episode you're going to hear from the Finding Construction podcast. Uh, I hope it's enjoyable and I hope it's not a waste of your time. So basically, as I said in the trailer video, I will be recording conversations I have with construction executives, anyone in the industry, on the fly, out in meetings and yeah, sometimes we do it professionally in our meeting room in the office here in Ladbroke Grove, West London. This is an episode from a YouTube clip that we did back in November um, about attracting the next generation into construction. It was the very first discussion. We recorded it, had a bit of fun, and yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Take care. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll kick straight into it. Right, Steve Korslake. Tell me a bit about yourself and we'll kick off. Uh, yeah, stickers are my um, glorified groundwork of my trade, I suppose, kind of now. I work in the construction game. Um, I've got my own construction side of things, but also run and the founder of Construction Sport, um, charity built around building teams and saving lives, is, where we, uh, is our motto, thanks to this man. The, um, the, we, we ultimately want to promote um, the positive sides of the industry and show the industry that it is the best industry in the world. Personally, I think well, I think many people in the industry don't actually realise that, um, that it is one of the best, but the statistics will say that it's obviously the worst in terms of mental health and wellbeing. Um, we want to use sport to pretty much improve everything about it. Um, it's proven in every other industry that sport works. The military is before this mentioned. They use it as a a way to look after mental health and physical health and they also look at it as a way as a massive tool to recruit so um, we're pretty much saying there is no excuse why we can't do it it's just a lot of companies in it we've got a lot more people in the industry than the army and the navy and the military personnel the british police do it the ambulance service do it the fire brigade do it the banking and insurance world do it they do it on a weekly scale it's just for instance i've played in a couple of local rugby matches every single wednesday in east london and south london southwest london um, and it's just a big networking do every time. But they use sport and people go to, people bring people along from outside those industries and they have a drink in the clubhouse and they end up getting a job in the insurance world just because it makes sport more like a game of rugby. Um, so we're pretty much saying there's, there's so much that sport can do. Every time there's a World Cup on in football, rugby, cricket or anything like or Olympics, everybody just sings praises about it. Um, it pretty much brings everyone together. That is that everyone said it, sport brings people together and we're trying to do that to ultimately save people's lives so that is what we're going with yeah and do you think obviously the construction industry has a massive shortage of labor it's probably number one yeah on the list um how your work how can you correlate that to the lack of supply of labor into the industry but using it as an advert basically i just going a little bit of a tangent but i i need joined the British military when I was 16 to join the Royal Marines, but I nearly joined the Marines because there was an advert on TV saying I'd go skiing, and I literally yeah, yeah. live in the mountains. And I was, two weeks before I actually went to Limpston down south, the, uh, I had to start the training, all the paperwork was nearly signed, and then someone said to me, yeah, uh, just post 9-11, said basically, if you, um, have they sold you the dream you were going into the snow? I was like, yeah, he said, I'd done the same, and I was in the desert within six weeks, and then suddenly, I put my hands up, I completely bottled it. I said, no, thank you, I'm not in there for that. But I was interested in that because of the advert on TV will promote sport. I know I've seen it, I've been in many of these meetings, but it just doesn't happen. But if we all come together as one, mm-hmm. my idea of speaking to some, um, some well-connected people at the moment, well, I'm speaking to the right people, I believe. 
is just to start with something, again, military, but something Invictus Games. Why can't we do that in the construction world? Something like that, where we have, start from the, we'll get to the small companies and the tradesmen at the bottom, but we've got to start from the top and let it fall down because you can't push it from the bottom, I don't think. But um, why can't we have Balfour Beatty versus Costain versus Vulcan Fitzpatrick versus Morgan Sindel versus Kia? All just, all, they've got thousands and thousands of people in their companies. Why yeah. can't, why can't we literally nominate these people? It doesn't have to be high elite, it's just a big social gathering, really, yeah. and a networking opportunity to promote the sport. If we can show what that means, and I know like when you look at university leaders, not so much the trades, but the uh, the white collar folk, they, all these big companies, it's down to them to compete for those people now. There's not enough people in the industry as we know, so how can they make themselves more attractive to those people who are pretty much out there? So if Mr. Costan goes, Mr. Balfour Beatty can compete for one man, and suddenly Mr. Costain sees this one lad who's, I don't know, an architect or something like that, or an engineer, and says, Look, we know it's also good at rugby. Mm. If you can come get involved with us, we'll put you down this line as well, and you can represent us in that. And how good would that be for the industry, like their company, to be promoted in that way? Australia do it. I had a friend of mine in the banking world went to Canary Wharf for a job, and they said no to him. He went backpacking because he thought he came out of Oxford University, played varsity, um, varsity match for Oxford. Literally, Canary Wharf refused him, did, wouldn't give him a job in the place he wanted to. He went backpacking as to just get on with it for six months and just live his life a bit. Walked into the same office, but in Melbourne, and they gave him a job tomorrow. They didn't want to know what he'd done in Oxford, they just literally saw him play rugby. Yeah. So they gave him a job on the back of fact that he could play rugby for a sport. That's a, that's a big part of employer branding is like, um, you have to find out what people are interested in outside of work. Yeah. Whether it's cooking, or whether it's running, or whether it's whatever. Yeah. Going to raves. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not even just like competing in it or being, yeah. it's just even just like being part of it or engaging right. with it and being a fan. Like, got some people like, my, my rugby days are uh, shortening at the moment, but uh, just because of my age and fitness, I suppose. But the, um, I can't take the hits that used to, but in sport, but just by being a part of it, I've now got a three year old boy who I, I can't wait till he's playing, just being yeah. part of a team environment and bringing him up through that. And I think, mm. That echoes into sport, and as I said, I've done a thing last week, and we listened to Brian Habana speaking um, with the Rugby Centurions, and he literally said, he said, like the Rugby World Cup for them, when Sir Khaleesi lifted the World Cup, he literally said, that gave the whole nation hope. And he said, it doesn't matter what you've got in the world, mm. um, if you lose it all and you still have hope, you'll be okay. So like, hope yeah. gives you everything, and there's yeah. so much of that can be brought into any day's life, and what that ultimately is what people need to realise when, when the tide's turning against them, that they've got to hold on to a bit of hope. Yeah. Um, Steve, talk to me about uh, mobility in labour because there's so many people on the tools I know that will just drop the tools and go for an extra 10 quid a day. Oh yeah, 100%. Can we talk about more yeah. about this and yeah. how, we'll how, how brands can actually stop that in other ways besides monetary terms? Yeah. You know, how, can, how can they offer different facilities besides a race to the bottom essentially? Yeah, relationships I think is probably the one between the people at the top and the people at the bottom. I've worked for, worked in the freelance world uh, probably for the best part, or over the last 10 years, probably six or seven of those years were freelance or self-employed, however you want to look at it. Um, and I never went, I never once met one of the recruiters I worked for in person, never. And then they wonder why you dropped the hat and they, they, they expect all this money. The agency recruiters, maybe. Agency recruiters, yeah, yeah. this time, yeah. yeah. It's quite funny. And now, fortunately enough, we were given a big other GBR solutions guys that work for now. Jeff will speak to him and they, they'll come out and see it and he realises how different they've got to change it to you know, Jeff as well. And the, the face of that, for their point of view, you'll probably understand the agency side a little bit. But there was, I'd speak to people, you're the best friend, you're the best friend, we've got something for you, we've got something, we've got something for you. 
and then I did come off and don't hear from him again for three, four months. And the relationship is to them is just a second old, a second hand car that needs to be passed on again. So um, it's a, bro- so, it's yeah. a broken model. Isn't it? Yeah, and I just think if you've got, I've got a team of guys that work for me. Uh, obviously, I've got a construction coming in the background as well, and um, what pretty much funds me to to push what I want the construction sport. But the lads I've got down there, I'm, I'll blow me on trumpet a little bit, but they would drop things at the drop of a hat for me because I'd look after them. And I always say to them, I come down, I says, job and knock, get things done. This is where we need to be at the end of the shift. They work full-time nights for me. So I, just, said, and I say to them, we do this eight-hour shift, but if you do it in five, six hours, I don't care, get home. Because I, I know how bad night shifts are, and I know they are family crushes and people. And a lot of, there's a lot of divorced men who work night shifts, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, man, there's yeah. some lonely people. Yeah, so and, and these boys, I, I stitched them up last night or something, and they run me up this morning and said, cool, you, yeah, if we didn't like you, we would have, 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 have walked last night, but I know I, I, knew I had a bit of, bit of in the bank, basically, with them. But yeah, but it's relationships. If we can create that model and give them people the opportunities, like it's, there is a, I also struggle probably now with working for big corporate companies in the, in the company in the, in the infrastructure side of things that I have done in the past purely because I'm strong enough now to say no it's not right that you talk to me like that or mm. this and that yeah. and I had it within six hours of working on a site during Covid I realised I'd go back to the tools for a bit just because there was literally nothing going on um, and I had one guy on a big on one of the biggest jobs in the country really I won't name it too much but he'd come out and he just spoke to me and my other guy I've never met this guy mm. Uh, yeah, and I gave him what for, and um, we clashed, and then, uh, yeah, and then, then he was fully respectful for me the day after that, but I was like, why, why is it acceptable to speak to people like that, yeah. you know what I mean? And, um, but it's coming round, it is coming round, I think, but there's still a massive divide, like, every single person's got something different behind them, but the, uh, the mental health comes into it again, like the, the people who come across big aggressive and negative towards you, that's, mm. they're probably like, they don't really like it, because there's been a hell load of stress put on their shoulders in one way, shape or form, whether it's through mm. the job or through personal life, but... Yeah, relationships. If you can build relationships, the um, like we, I've, I've seen I've seen men go to different jobs for an extra pound an hour, so ten or a day, and it's costing twenty five for an extra to go down there to get that job to, to that job. But they don't look at it like that. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're straight up, they don't do the, the easy bit of maths, or they do an extra hour in the car, and there's local fuel there. But they don't look at that. They just look at the paper and it says they're going to get that much more at the end of the month. Yeah. And it's like it's not really it. Yeah. <laughs> when I um look at construction companies and I just look at different industries like for example what sticks out to me and I've, I've passed this on to construction companies before a lot of the best brands they have their own employer page so life at Nike, life at Microsoft and if you go to these websites they're just their own standalone websites but what they, what they do is they might do a series of okay who is the best or who is interested in sewing and they do like a six episode series they'll gather their staff they just say okay uh, Zoe, John, whatever likes sewing, so we're going to do a series, 10 minutes each video. We're going to go out to their house, we're going to film it, and we're going to put it on our website yeah, page. And it's because they love that, that's their passion. And any of your company come along who are actually promoting it on a platform where thousands of people are going to look, mm. it just shows that like the company's actually interested in just what you do outside of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do you know? It's, it's just empowering people. Yeah. And I think that's that's where the wires can get crossed and I think that's where people can really miss a trick is like everything Steve basically touched on is about communication and it's relationships, it's empowering people, it's making people have a, you know, everyone wants to feel part of something and have a sense of self and people aren't going to have that if you commoditize them mm. for an extra pound an hour or an extra this and if the communicating is always downhill, it has to be both ways and like you just said like Nike, Microsoft, these big companies, they get that but perhaps 
construction isn't quite yet there with regards to empowering the people with a voice. So, the yeah. well, it's at a tipping point now. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. it's such a different model, isn't it, compared to any other industry? Mm-hmm. When you think, because we're talking to a company at the moment about supplying the companies that support construction sport that we need to give them at their HR departments, their management systems, a way of them to support their guys more, but. These companies come into us, they literally say, yeah, we do it We do it per head, blah, 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 and it's all done like that, and we're like, yeah, but this system isn't per head, because our guys haven't got access to computers like you have in a Microsoft mm-hmm. office, office yeah. I'd imagine, I'm not in there, but if you've got all these guys on laptops, they've got these emails coming, they've got access to that all the time, so we can't rely on them. people are saying apps, and I think apps is just a palm off to literally say, we don't want to communicate with them directly, we'll just give them something, and we can say they've done something personally, mm-hmm. that's what I feel, but... Well, that's, a, that's another subject, but the, um, it's why I just get in front of people and be personal with people and have actually some interest in them. And yeah. there's, someone, there's a few actually, two who've done it. Murphy's are good, as you mentioned Murphy's, they've done one before, but um, and there was the other company, the company who I met through Murphy's, a subcontract agency, and they used to have an end of year do, um, and they used a family day and bring in all the family. And they had a big office car park, mm. and they had a barbecue in there, it was in the summer, sorry, summer barbecue, and they had a double decker bus full of just. Is one no, it's a oh. Mackins. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're still going. I think they are. Yeah, yeah. but they don't. And this year, invited mm. all the all the staff and bring all their families. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And then that's how good say if you've got a 15, 14, 15 year old there, and these things. I don't say look at this yeah. environment. Yeah. That's it. It's fantastic. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately, you're spending eight to ten hours of your day with yeah. these with your work people, but to support your family, your family don't see you for that much time no, a week. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then they need it's good for them to understand the people that you are working with. Yeah. You know, they hear the name. So you probably go home and say, Oh yeah, I had a nightmare with, you know, yeah. John earlier on and you know, she's yeah. hears these names but yeah. wouldn't know who this person is really. Yeah. It's, it's it sometimes it's nice to, to yeah. really kind of get to meet And then yeah, it's a support network for the family then as mm-hmm. well, isn't it? Because I can see oh it's whether who whether mum or dad in the industry either way. They can kind of see oh, we're not the only family here missing our father, or mum, or a dad, but they're doing the same. It's that kind of like minded people, isn't it? Really, you notice you're not the only family here missing, mm-hmm. missing that person who goes away Monday to Friday or 10 hours, 12 hours a day. For sure. Um, right, so we went to cameras on this side. Um, uh, give us an introduction um, and uh, yeah, let's, let's go for it. Okay, hi, I'm Zoe. Do I look at you? Yeah, you can look at me. Yeah, you can look at the camera. <laughs> um, I'm Zoe O'Rourke. I work for PhD Access, um, which is a scaffolding business. Um, I'm very passionate um, about construction industry. Um, I kind of, my kind of career into construction is a little bit higgledy piggledy. I kind of went from um, I went to an all girls school. Construction was never ever promoted in any way um, or form um, and then I went from going from an all-girls school I went into um, sort of marketing and business development roles um, I had a fat start with my family um, and then went into education and after that um, had an opportunity to work in the construction industry the reason I did that was I was being offered flexible hours around the family which was a really um, yeah, really sort of helped me uh, manage my sort of home Flexible life. Flexible hours in the construction industry, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The role that I was doing, yeah. um, they, they were flexible with me. 
Um, so yeah, I moved over and that was in 2014. So I've been in the construction industry for seven years now. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, there's just so much, you know, positive stuff going on. Mm. Um, even with the company that I'm working with now, um, there's just little nuggets of, of just great examples of, you know, people supporting each other, some great stories of, um, you know, kind of camaraderie between teams and people helping each other out and um, yeah, there's just, I, sometimes I don't know where, you know, where to start. It's, there's lots of, lots of good things going on and that's why I just think it's a shame that young people haven't got their eyes open to um, the industry. In I mean, I actually find that there's actually quite a lot of similarities between the education sector. You know, thinking of schools, you know, you go into a school and you've got, um, you know, things are kind of coded for children, colour-coded, so that they understand, you know, the rules and the safety, and you do the same thing on the site with the health and safety, mm. you know, um, different colour hats for different roles. Um, you've got different signs up to kind of make sure people are aware. There's, you know, actually, from going from a school system into construction is pretty should be kind of quite easy for people to kind of navigate. Um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a shame that it's just not, you know, children, I, I've, I've got kids, I've got two boys, and I used to say to them, so, you know, would you consider a, a career in construction? And they'd say, nah, and I was like, why? They just seem to think it's like outside digging in the dirt. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, well, no, there's plenty of other roles. You know, I said, I work in construction, I'm not sort of, you know, out in the cold. And, you know, and, and plus, you know, some people like being outdoors. My younger one, he's, you know, he's a bit more outdoors. I said, you know, would you be interested? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I've got my, I've actually got my eldest now. He's looking at an apprenticeship um, within nice. the construction industry now. But it's taken a lot. And this has come, you know, he's, both his parents are in construction. And, I, and I'm, you know, and it's only, it's taken him, he's 17 now. And he's only just started to realise that I've had to kind of, sort of back off a little bit yeah. and just uh, let him understand it himself. And, you know, know that actually, like you said before, um, there's a great network within construction. And that can be, you know, if it, so for example, if he does go into this apprenticeship scheme, you know, I can support him, his dad can support him. Plus we know loads of other um, people and companies that can give him the work experience. Um, and help him sort of progress uh, a career within the industry. You know, he originally wanted to go into something like, um, he's studying business studies, so he was thinking more along the lines of doing something maybe in finance or working in the city. So I asked him, you know, what is it that, you, that you're looking to? He's like, oh, you know, I kind of like the idea of running my own, my own business. I said, well, you can do that in construction. Mm. There are so many, like, great business opportunities in construction if you're creative it doesn't have to be necessarily um doing something that is um you know the sort of you know bricklaying it doesn't have to be um you know one of the sort of trades it, there's just so many opportunities because yeah, anyone can start a business can't they? Really, it's not really yeah, it could, be a, yeah. It could be a supportive role. You get out of that, like everything with the apprentice and all these things. Like working in the city is sexy, but a week working in the city, like it's not so sexy, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the commuting, yeah. you know, the, how much they have to spend on a suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. the shoes. Hmm. Uh, you know, 
I, I, I was thinking about when I went into, when I left school and it was, uh, my, one of my first jobs was working for lastminute.com and we had these really cool offices. We had like, um, you know, a little table tennis table, we had bean bags and this was kind of, you know, back in sort of cheap moments. And I was thinking, you know, you, you mentioned about working at places like Microsoft and you know the google building is now being built in king's mm. cross and you know you look at the designs and the plans they have for that you know it's going to have like a running is it a running track on the roof um gardens they're going to have you know i'm sure they'll have like some really funky breakout rooms you could probably skateboard inside i don't know yeah. but all those things seem to attract that's what kind of young people seem to be attracted by and i don't know whether we need to maybe that's <laughs> Something I was definitely one of those people that wanted the, 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 the sexy, not the YouTubers, but like the sexy business hall, like whatever, uh, working in the city and uh, wearing suits. And then I just realised, you know, like all our stuff, all our work is employer branding, and I, it's not sexy at all. It's tough work, like you know, it's a lot of admin, a lot of bureaucracies, but you actually get a thanks at the end of a project. Whereas when I was trying to be the biggest creative agency, Satchi and Satchi type thing, I was like, it was just absolute torture, you know. But when you do stuff that is like, actually, it can be unsexy and it can be tough work, but it's actually really valuable and someone really appreciates it on the other side. It's actually, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's a nice thing to that too. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's changing as well in, in terms of what people think a role in construction looks like today. And, you know, when yeah. you speak about young lads and, the same as that whole generation is that they spend a lot of their time playing Minecraft, playing video games, doing mm-hmm. all this stuff, and it's essentially Fortnite. It's it's creating something with a finite amount of resources in an architectural way, and that's that's exactly what construction is. Mm-hmm. And if we think about the way that the whole world has developed in terms of tech and the way that construction is still second only to agriculture, but that is ever changing what a construction role will look like in 10, 15, 25 years. And it's, it's BIM, it's building information management, it's 3D design, it's this, and there's this whole new raft and world of construction opportunities opening up for these young people. And I think there's still some way to go in communicating that development, but it's kind of like the chicken and the egg scenario. Mm. It's not fully open for business as yet. Mm. But I know if you were to go into a school now and you were to speak to 14, 15, 16-year-olds, who spend a lot of time, maybe younger than that, playing Minecraft, and you were to show them BIM, they would say, that's, that's what I love, that's what I go home and yeah, do yeah. after school, that's my no, hobby. And you can earn this great money doing it, and mm. you can be looked after by these big companies now who do you know, look at the whole person, and it's not, it's not a commoditized thing, and you're building something tangible. When you build a building, you can say, I worked on that, yeah, yeah. I finished it. It's mm. not a financial infrastructure where it's all liquid assets and this confusing thing is... No, it's a really cool career path, and I yeah. think I people wonder, will get that. I wonder what the conversion rate is. So, if you looked at, I don't know, um, I don't know, uh, children in the UK, for example, and you found out what percentage of them um, enjoyed playing Minecraft, okay, as one, and also like playing Lego, so they were construction okay, games, yeah. and then sort of, let's say, let's say, for example, it was fifty percent, just as a, I don't know, I'm just like picking out a number here. And then, um, obviously, then you look at how many then go into construction. Even though they liked construction as children, if you followed them, they go, well, you know, so 
there is creativity and want to yeah. build things, you know, in children, but yeah. are we not tracking this? Yeah, are well, we not I, we, drawing this up through yeah. into adult? We're looking at this at the moment, because you said that. So my three-year-old boy, for the last two and a half years of his life, since he can since he was six months old, diggers, loves diggers and tractors, absolutely loves them. And so you've got Bob the Builder and all these kind of things on TV. It's mm. just like diggers, diggers, diggers. You can't drive from, you can't drive a mile yeah. down the road without him just shouting at every single lorry or yeah. truck. <laughs> Everything's construction based. And that's not even from me putting it on him. But like he literally, natu mm. his natural love for that is there. And all the kids that I know of as well are all that. So it's like they're born with this love for these big things. But then where does that get lost? Yeah, yeah, where does it, it get lost? Off. Yeah, and, and maybe that's where it we needs need to, to be. We need to create a digger land yeah. for teenagers, basically. <laughs> 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 but if you look at the um, like the ecosystem for young people, like they're all they're all their attentions on TikTok uh, and yeah. Instagram, they maybe not so much anymore. But I'm just saying, like construction companies, like forget showing jobs like on social media. You might as well. Spend your time on TikTok making relevant content, like mm -hmm. relevant to people fifteen, making yeah. it like yeah, twisting it, you know, yeah. twisting it to their to their their age category. Whether it's as I said, three um, D animations or whatever, BIM, all those type of things. But like they're not like fourteen, fifteen. You're not going to have much interest in like, you know, the the rough and tumble. What's going yeah. on? Like you know, you, you just want to see the cool stuff that's happening. There's there's other progress that has to be made as well without getting into the culture wars in this podcast. Mm. You know, there's that generation are completely aligned with the zeitgeist of what's right and what's wrong and how a corporate culture should be structured and who should be included in that and the other. And I think sustainability as well, massively, mm. as we were just talked about before, the levels mm. of wastage in the environment. I don't necessarily think that construction has to change to include those people. I think it has to be open the doors to let these young people in to come and help Find you know, solutions. 100%. Yeah. You're being yeah. on sustainability, are you? Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's, it's, you know, very much in the sort of, you know, one of the big themes um, in construction. Um, I've signed PhD up to the sustainability, the supply chain sustainability school. Um, we do, I've been to quite a few of their workshops. Um, and there are, so sometimes it's just, there's, it, I think with a lot of construction companies, it's, where do we start? What's the best solution? How can we demonstrate that you know we are doing our bit to be environmentally aware? But sustainability isn't just about environment. It's such a broad term. You've got to be. Mm, yeah. You've got to have a sustainable business, and that goes back mm. to encouraging the right people back into the business so that we can keep, you know, keep keep going. Yeah. Well, sorry, digital, digital media side as well. Just thinking to promote industry. It's so, no one's doing it. Well, there's minimal amount of people out there doing it and showing how good it is in terms of the digital forms, seeing them, you know. But we've, I spoke to three or four big projects and said, can we come on and just literally promote the good work you're doing? No cost to them whatsoever. We'll come on with a video crew and literally, can we just promote the good work that's going on there? And you can't get on there because they think you're to come on there. They just look at the negative and the back, oh, the back goes up. No, 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 say yes. Yeah, and it's like, what you're doing is, Potentially groundbreaking, literally, you can pardon the pun, and the, uh, the all this stuff. It's like this is amazing. If people could see what's going on, people would be all over this, and they want to be part of it. Or then people who are on the edge of the construction decision to make if they're going to come in the industry or not, they would sell it to them straight away. But the, 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 these people, I'm not going to bring out the dinosaurs comment too mm. much, but the uh, they don't want it in there. It's just like they're not. They just like, can't just promote. The, and I said this again. I said many a times. But the only things we highlight in construction is one: there's a shortage 
of um, workers and also everyone's killing yeah. themselves. So how, yeah, yeah, how, I, how good is that for a marketing yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the marketing guy, that sounds yeah. a bit negative. I, I play um, Hurlin over here and like every one of the lads who are working construction, every one of them are ran off their feet. Do you yeah. know, do you know, like, do you know, yeah. ran off their feet. It's just like, yeah, it's yeah. just like, if I have a son, he's not going to construction in London, no chance. No. <laughs> do, you know, yeah. do you know, that's kind of... Yeah, I'll literally look at my kids now, and the only reason I do, because I love construction, I think it's brilliant. I said, but I wouldn't, want my, I wouldn't let my children, I wouldn't want them into construction what it is at the moment. I want them into something that I can hopefully help reshape in the future. And then yeah. in 15 years' time, his son comes out and says, Dad, this is what I'm doing, what I want yeah. to do, and I love it. Yeah. There's something in there, something that well, I can feel like I've played a part in. I've call you, we've changed the industry a bit now. Yeah, this yeah. is good. But we, we're just not selling it right, 100%. Yeah, no, for sure. T, yeah. introduction, and we forgot to introduce you, but you go for it, and uh, can you add to the C's point? That yeah, that definitely. Yeah, Tina and I'm the creative director of Rocket Communications. Uh, we're a branding and media agency, but you know, I've spent the last, well, I've spent my whole working life working in the construction industry, and you know, I've done work with Steve. And to expand on that point, I think you have to look at that the micro and macro reasons for that people being run off their feet, and it's yeah. it's highly competitive there's not enough people and in turn for those two things there's we're not gonna we're not gonna have the space in the room to grow without new people coming in and, and providing that so I think it is it is a community I'm biased towards it because I work in communications but I think there is there is a communication issue with that like Steve just highlighted the two things that people hear if you were to go on LinkedIn and look at construction you see everyone's killing himself mm. and there's not enough people <laughs> and from a PR perspective, it's a disaster, yeah. and it's it's not it's not enticing for the next generation. And I'm I'm really keen on you know working with clients and having conversations and working with people like Steve to not only help communicating all the good and the stories that we've got and the amazing stuff that's in the industry, but you know helping companies look at the whole person and say what kind of person do you want to have in your business and how are you going to attract them? Yeah, yeah it's it's. It's it's a difficult conversation for someone to have who's never had it before, mm. and it's yeah. there's but there's so much good stuff. There's it's, so much good stuff. It's becoming a, an easier sell to be honest. That even I found from the last few months, you talking to these decision makers and just say, listen, listen, the work we do, the communications we do, is actually as well as attracting talent, it's just going to grow your culture and maintain talent because, you know, go back to that Microsoft example. If you're going out to someone's house shooting their passion, then it's just like fuck. Uh, they actually care, you know, if they're putting all this effort in to promoting my side hustle, um, it just adds a, a whole new dimension. And it's, again, it goes back to, I don't know, you might know that law of reciprocity, when you give something, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think it goes even further back to evolutionary biology, you know, <laughs> to survive in tribes. No, we yeah. all have to have a sense of self and feel part of something. Yeah. And we spend most of our waking lives, I'll probably speak to everyone in this room, you said we spend most of our time awake at work and... If we're not in a workplace that makes us feel included and a part of something, then we're going to feel so dissatisfied in every way, you mm. know, mentally, physically, spiritually, and that's that. That's the focus. That those case studies that you're talking about, you know, the Nikes, the Microsofts, the, mm. the people who have got it, and the people that see the benefit in mutual two-way communication, like you're doing a PhD with the people, with, with the guys and girls, and and speaking to them and listening to them. I think that's like that's as important a part for growth in construction, attracting the right people, is listening to what people want and what people need. And yeah, so I think those companies like flagship for a while, they have kind of Jim Shark and Microsoft, but yeah. what they're doing, not every company's going to be that. 
but you can just take a little piece of it off and try and bring that into the, mm. you can easily do that there's little things and then just you can it'll fall down eventually so in a positive way so yeah you started you worked in recruitment before phd what do you find is different between then and now um so when i was doing recruitment yeah uh, I know you don't work in the recruitment side in PhDs, you work in yeah. sales and marketing, but you probably hear around the office and obviously with the media publicising the, the skin labour shortage, but what was it like when you were first in recruitment? Six or seven years um, ago. It was, still, it was still challenging finding the right people for the jobs, um, especially when, I mean, I was dealing, when I started out, I was dealing mainly on the sort of labour and trade side, and, uh, you know, there was... Um, some of the things that got, you know, I got asked for, you know, I'd be asked, oh, can I have, you know, can you make sure the labourer is English, I don't want, you know, there was a, a certain amount of uh, racism. Um, I wasn't used to that. I was like, oh my God, you, you can't say that, you know. Um, I, and plus, what I used to find was um, a lot of the people that I was having to, um, like, for example, who were coming in as labourers, had a lot of issues. Um, the reason why they were kind of out there, um, just you know, kind of taking on a ten pound an hour job, um, they were having like issues at home. They were having mental health problems, and then you'd have the the client side criticising. Oh, you know, you send me rubbish, um, and it was really hard to find the right match. Hamstring. And I think it's still still the same, mm-hmm. um, as far as I'm aware. Um, I haven't heard anything different. A lot of people say, oh God, labour agencies, oh, they just send you rubbish. Um, and the other thing I found was I had quite good ethics about, you know, um, you know, getting people, you know, being honest with my clients, being honest with the candidates. Um, I started to realise that out there there'd be certain people in, in the, um, you know, agencies that would lie um, they'd either lie to their clients and lie to, to the to the man on the ground, telling them they had a you know ten hour you know a, like a month's work when it would maybe only be a couple of days, so this kind of false, you know, it was like a, a little bit of um, yeah they're sort of enticing them in and then spitting them out again and it was I, I didn't I didn't like it. And the whole thing ultimately as well, defence the agencies as well. It's kind of it's the pressure that's put on from the client as well, isn't it, mm. to get those more people in. And at the same time, mm. they're thinking, if we can't supply anyone, we can potentially be taken off this supply chain. Or yeah. They think they've got to just give them anyone. And that's, yeah. Whereas, yeah, I suppose the education and the client realise, and they can go, no, we can't give you, just say, no, we can't give you anymore. But then it starts mm. saying, no, to our notes again. It's just, mm. no, we can't give you anymore, because if we do give you more, the, the quality of the bloke is going to struggle. And mm. us as a brand and as a company, we will look poor then. So mm. it's just one of those, it's like, how do you tell the recruiter stop sending people? Just say no. The, the, yeah. I suppose you don't. Do you go out and you just try and get yeah. anyone to fill yeah. that spot? I mean, there'd be like, for example, if I had like two, you know, sometimes you'd have two spaces to fill and you'd send five five guys down. Yeah. Uh, just to uh, hopefully, yeah. Things, yeah. And then, yeah. And, then you'd, and if they all yeah. turn up, which would be a miracle. Yeah. But, but you'd have to hedge your bets because nothing worse than getting that phone call seven o'clock in the morning saying, you promised me the guy was going to be here. He's not here, and then you know, trying yeah. to get hold of of the person, yeah. um, only to find out that you know you're getting some kind of sorry excuse, and you don't know yeah. if they're telling the truth or not. Who knows? But yeah. you yeah, know, you've good. been let down. They've been let down. Yeah. Um, project slows down. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of yeah. pressure. A lot of pressure on all yeah. sides. 
Um, I think, yeah, I don't think at the moment the recruitment side has changed much yeah. on that side. But, you know, can we promote um, people being, set, like you said, self-employed um, yeah. as, a, as a kind of, you know, they've got a benefit, they can choose their own hours, they can choose yeah. their own, you know, what, what wages they want to be paid. Yeah. yeah, I always think that as well. That's so a bit of self-empowerment. Yeah. I can't get my head around now. I've done it, obviously. I was employed for a little while, but we speak with some people having the time off. They say, no, I can't do that. We can't go away that week or do this because I'm on the holiday. I'm like, God, you're governed by mm. someone else. Yeah. I, mean, well, I, can't, I, I can't. And I know that's where the way world, the world works. A lot of percentage of people do, but I just can't get my head around now. Like, oh, I, I, I'm not going too far off a tangent, but I found, I found a, a failed career in car sales once upon a time for multiple reasons. And that was half of it. They said to me, no, you can't go skiing at the start of March. I said, Right, it's ski season, I need to go, that's called March. New number plate comes up, you've got to sell cars. I was like, I don't think this is the industry for me, I'm going to have to go. So yeah. I left them the fact that I want to go skiing. I was like, well, I just can't get my head around it. But self-employed, we need to highlight how good that is really, because yeah. it's too much negative, put yeah. that way. Yeah, I spoke to a plumber actually at the weekend, and um, he was telling me how he'd been to South America, and he took three months off. Yeah. And he said, you know, he goes, I, he goes, it was the best thing I ever did. He said, I, I you know, I, I work save up my money, I invest it, you know, and yeah. then if I need more, I just go back out to work yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's like, you know, living the dream. For sure. Yeah. Um, we're pushing on the 45 minutes mark now. Um, so we get final, um, final question uh, for Ichi. Uh, Tiara and I are going to go with what stamp would you put on rebranding the industry for the next five years and how can we get those people that or maybe into gaming and into something similar that could possibly mm. get them attracted into construction? Yeah, I think there's, there's kind of two answers to that question. There's the, there's the transference part, so there's people working adults in other industries looking at the opportunities they have in construction in terms of creating lifestyles, not just through money, but through time and self-employment that we've spoken about. Then there's the second part of the question, which is the workforce who aren't in work yet, which is the Generation X and the guys coming through now, Gen Z, excuse me, mm. and it's, it's a whole different question that you've got to ask them. It's more individualistic and it's looking at the person as a whole, it's looking at what the corporate social values and strategy around sustainability and inclusivity are, and these are, these are things that are, might be fleeting thoughts of people running businesses, but they're they're robust part of the identity of this next generation and I think that has to be communicated properly that this is something the industry is doing and not, not just relying on them to pioneer it mm. but you know setting those changes in motion now and mm. creating an open welcoming safe workforce for these people to come in and then there's also the, the diversity of opportunity you know we spoke about before there's there's this whole generation that's grown up playing Fortnite and Minecraft and all these things where it's using resources to build architecture and that is where the construction industry is going and it's, it's showcasing diversity of opportunity not just in digitalization but in, mm. in, in what you can do in your working hours and day and I think that is like you said it's at, a, it's at a tipping point now and I think more conversations more communication more engaging like PhD do going and visiting schools and showcasing this opportunity because it's still quite family centric I know that the guys and girls that I know who work in construction all have parents or uncles or aunts who work in construction and it's not, if, if you go to open days at schools and universities you've got 
Deloitte, McKinsey, you've got JP Morgan, you've got these big banks yeah, and yeah. consultancy institutions who go and construction just doesn't do it. You might get a Galliard Homes or a Ballymore, one of the bigger guys down there as developers, but on the whole, I think we need to have a look at how we're communicating and if we're communicating with that next generation of people coming through and showcasing the value of the industry. And yeah, there's a lot of conversations to be had. Yeah, and so this is a different conversation, but it's all well on creating that fantastic uh, attraction brand, but you have to you have to walk the walk as well, like, do you know yeah, what I yeah, no. yeah, you, you have to back yeah, it up. Yeah. There's, no, there's no room for virtue signaling, and there's, there's no room for, look at us, we do that. It has to be ingrained operationally, or else you're not building any longevity in terms of your brand and recruitment employment. People turn up on day one and say, no, this isn't what it is. Mm. It has to be backed up yeah. and it has to, yeah be part of the structure and it's, it's, it's a lot of reorganization but if we want to keep growing as an industry and tackling the biggest problems which is having people come and work with us then mm-hmm. then these are the actions we have to start start on the going for sure uh, Steve from your mm-hmm. side um, you can if you want to come from a sport angle as well that's an interesting yeah well I think that is it we can't stand here as an industry and just say we'll wait for them to come to us because it's not working like that I think falling out of school I think if We've got to go. We've literally got to go and find these people. Um, and it's like just going to touch on the sport. If you, people won't come and find the industry from a trades level. It will do that senior guys. These people are a bit more career driven. They can pathway out a, a way of coming into it university life and taken. But these 14, 15 year olds are completely open. I'd say open to being construction workers. They just don't know it. It's but the it's yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's literally there for them. It's just yeah. going out and finding them. And there's many, many people I know, and you probably can, you speak to that, say, oh, I've been there before in, in time, I don't know, I can't get, it's hard to get into. It's not hard, I just don't know how, but you can go into, we've done it. Um, I went to prison system last year, not personally, not for any time, but actually going to visit, <laughs> to visit them, to, so with Saracen's Rugby Club, um, visit some ex-offenders, and they pretty much, they put two over to me and said two lads, and these lads just said that we need an opportunity to get some money in, and get some money in. And that was it, we got a CSCS card, and they were working in a matter of time. Uh, that was two great success stories and there's been a few of those it's just like give these guys the opportunity one thing and that is not easy is just getting a CSCS card mm. That's, mm. what a pain that is mm-hmm. yeah there's literally and the prison system like I think they say it's 48 hours you've got 48 hours to, to um, when they walk out that door to make the most of that situation you need to they're very like it's just a, for two pathways yeah. the, the, the side are taken back round or, 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 a, or a successful one and you've got to capture in that too but it's like I had one lad come out the he come out of the military, the um, prison system, and he then found his two weeks later he found his CSCS card, and then um, his test by a couple of points, and he wanted to rebook straight away, but he couldn't rebook for ten days. I was like, but that's they've lost someone then straight away potentially. Yeah. I, I booked it myself and said, there you going on it, and we got it done for him. Yeah. I was like, why does he have to wait ten days? Mm. It's a touchscreen test. Why can't he just do it again in the afternoon? He's learned. He's learned. What difference is he going to make? Like, we're letting them things go so we need to get in there get into these prison system get into the schools the primary the secondary schools not so much college and that they've got these people that are there let's promote construction into there um, bring them out the the military again the same military in prison is by 14,000 people a year come out of each of those industries well, industry, uh, the prison service there's like 28,000 people there all without really much knowing that what they're going to go and do so it's like they're sitting there waiting to come in so we need to go out and find them and 
a job fair is not going to do it. It's not going to come. You can't put a banner up at a job fair. Yeah. And then, yeah, take pictures. We've got yeah. LinkedIn, though. I know, I know. It's like, people think that's like even yeah. something at Christmas. It'll just spike up and go straight back down straight away. Yeah. It needs to be consistent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, to literally do it. But yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I don't know. We can have, we, we have more chats. Uh, Zoe, what are your thoughts? Um, I think we also need to promote the stability of the construction industry. It's one of the things. Look at what happened with COVID. So many people, you know, got furloughed in other industries. I think construction industry just kind of still powered mm. through and we've come out the other end. Um, you know, I think young people do are looking for that sort of stability. They're looking for um, an industry that's going to support them. And, you know, we are making the right steps. It's just, are we promoting it? Yeah. yeah. Why, why, why don't young people know about it? So I think, you know, it goes back down to what Tina said, communicating. Um, you know about all the the positives, um, and then if we can get more people in, it will hopefully give the people that are in already a little bit more time to be more thoughtful, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and give yeah. them a bit more time to to then kind of help things kind of get you know improve yeah. um, within within the sector. Um, yeah, there's you know you know there's obviously the the people that that are in it are, are overworked at the mm. moment. Um, so if we can get more people in, we'll free up the it's time. A, you're a great success story, isn't it? You say that you come in because it's flexible hours there. And one other company yeah. who said that, they said, we've realised there's this huge pocket of mothers who are at home who've got three or four hour windows every day mm-hmm. and they, they can't find a job that suits that. Whereas there's so many construction companies out, I think, that if someone realises there's, there's, some, there's some people Untapped. local who yeah. can actually come in and also mm-hmm. cut hours just to take a little bit of load. Yeah. And that, that suddenly creates a mother coming into the construction mm-hmm. industry then promotes the good stuff down to their children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, if, if people want to yeah. find PhD or want to apply for any jobs or just look at the brand more, yeah, you're, um, you're fairly our, active on social media and your website, isn't it? Yeah, our, our website is www.phdaccess.com. Um, we've got all the company information on there and also um, links to our social media pages and any careers um, and career opportunities we've got. Yeah, Steve? Yeah, all online, constructionsport.com. Um, LinkedIn's a big one for us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the socials on there at Construction Sport. Um, yeah, all over the place, really. So, well, you should hopefully hear us before we, uh, yeah. we find you. And Tiernan? Yeah, rocketcommunications.co.uk, or just find me, Tiernan Dixon, on LinkedIn and drop me a message. Happy to talk to anyone about their story and their branding. Yeah, Absolutely. good stuff. All good? Yeah, fair play guys, I enjoyed that.